Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. This is jazz party. Sound interesting? Then join Sally pa- on Sundays at noon this or jazz out of party the pan. And you're listening to All those gender questions make you think too much. Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Let's go. I, you, she, together. Come on, baby, let's go. I, you, we, together. Come on, baby, let's go. rock star while the bellboy watches hey that's a nay and have you ever been fist fucked on the roof of the trans-siberian express through a blizzard while singing freedom by george michael have any of you ever had sex like at all you people are so CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan 
with Sally first broadcasting noon till one Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. And a big welcome to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander peoples listening in to this show by whichever means. Um, Podcast repeat, on demand or live the first time. Um, Lots of ways to get in touch with the show. You can email outofthepan855 at gmail.com you can SMS 61456 and it is fully recharged this week. You can tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. And you can look for the posts on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner AM, and um, 3CR, sorry, Out of the Pan, 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. And remembering any opinions on this program are my own um, personal opinions and any coincidence to the opinions of any organisation, including 3CR, Living or Dead or whatever, is purely coincidental. Um, we'll mention content warnings if needed throughout the show, but if at any time anything um, you do need them or anything is upsetting, um, please uh, make sure that you um, call Switchboard, uh, QLife, including Switchboard in Victoria and Tasmania, on 1-800-184-527, doing an awesome job at all times for any issues of queer family violence. Um, you can um, also um, contact the With Respect line on 1-800-542-847. Um, so, lots to talk about on the show today. Um, having a look at some police um, issues in the second segment, some trans health issues in the third and also some general news around the community that's been a happening. Um, but opened up today with Yana Alana and, well, the Piranhas as well, and a, um, as I've mentioned a few times, a, a wonderful cast and crew, as they say, on um, the backing clip for that, filmed at Hairs and Hyenas a couple of years ago. Watch for us, uh, find out why this is a face for radio or something. Um, yours truly in there. Should always, I've been forgetting a bit lately, thanks to the crew from out of the blue, diving deep for the Marine, for the marine News, as they um, um, always do every Sunday from 11.30 till noon. And um, talking about if you're a lobster, uh, they mentioned if you're a lobster aficionado, well, I thought lobsters were crustaceans and not fish. Doe eyes. Anyway, um... What are we going to talk about first? Opened up with Yarra Alana because there's been a city that's been in the news, and that's Somerville in Massachusetts, um, as I think Bugs Bunny would have referred to it, um, that city, um, or Sylvester, or um, Daffy Duck, or somebody. Anyway, Somerville, Massachusetts has become the first known city in the USA to um, legalise polyamory. They did this in the last couple of weeks, um, a groundbreaking new ordinance that recognises polyamorous relationships. Um, so um, it gives poly, people in polyamorous relationships the same rights that married couples in the city already enjoy. First such ordinance anywhere in the United States, this article's been um, reported in numerous media, this one from Pop Times UK. Um, and Councillor J.T. Scott explained, people have been living in families that include more than two adults forever. Here in Somerville families sometimes look like one man and one woman. Sometimes it looks like two people, everyone on the block thinks are sisters because they're, they're raised together. Sometimes it's an aunt and uncle or two uncles. Exactly right. You could also have added godparents in. Now, they're adults in people's lives who are not um, related um, in terms of family of choice. He knows of at least um, two dozen polyamorous couples. Now, that's an interesting way to put it, in a city of 80,000 residents. But, of course, that's what we know of. Come back to that in a second. So I thought I'd just have a chat about polyamory both broadly and in terms of the times of um, this current situation that we're in. But I'm calling it C19 for short. Um, What is polyamory? Polyamory is... Um, about ethical non-monogamy. Let's break that down. Ethical. Everyone knows what's going on. Everyone agrees with it. So if you don't fulfill those two conditions, um, then it's not good. If someone's... So this immediately rules out cheating. You can often hear certain commercial radio shock jocks go on about this. You know, oh, it's cheating. No, people know, then it's not cheating. So that's a possibility. And the other one, everyone has to agree with it. If someone doesn't give their consent and say, well, you know, well, then that's not ethical either. So they're the two often, I think, most quoted can, um, sort of, uh, well, de- um, can determinants is probably a reasonable word for um, 
for um, polyamory. So um, this makes sense. I have to say that a few times in my life where I've brought up the word and then you explain what it means, people say to me, oh, is that what that is? I didn't know there was a word for it. I've been doing it for years. So, um, you know, I think that it is more common. And one Australian research piece that I've seen looked at is um, the uh, piece that where the I call it the centre of the intersection. The primary focus was trans and gender diverse young people from blues to rainbows, where I think it was a total of 11% or certainly just above 10 where people said, oh, we're living in open and or polyamorous relationships. Now, I don't see that there'd be any difference in terms of age range or for cisgender people. So that's a hell of a lot of people. That's far more than the 24 people out of 80,000. And I don't know if that's, of course, all adults um, who in Somerville, Mathatutheth. So um, that's the basics of polyamory. What are the myths that it doesn't work? Well, there's a lot of monogamous relationships that doesn't work. So monogamy is not doing that well. I used to attend the wonderful Polyvic discussion group for some time. And one of the um, things that stood out for me was someone, said, a polyamorous person, said, if you think um, polyamory is hard, try monogamy. And, you know, of course, it is up to each individual. Um, um, so, um, yeah, really um, important that, you know, we have this. Pretty interesting how people who go on and on about individual freedom are often the first to bucket polyamory. I'm still a bit of an oldie. Um, I think 2010 in terms of tech makes me old nowadays and still get Google alerts every night. And of course, the Christians who somehow seem to get in there more than those who are pro-polyamory are going on and on about it. Well, what about all those um, biblical tales of polyamory or it could have even been polygamy? We all know who they are or they didn't exist, you know. Um, So one wonders whether those sorts of groups really aren't um, doing Christianity at all. Um, So, yeah. Um, so very um, important that we know the facts. What are other myths? You know, I hate to almost hate to say it. Polyamory is going to damage children. Well, anything other than, you know, heterosexual marriage is being assumed by, you know, fearful conservatives and others to damage children. And no, de facto couples didn't damage children more or less than heterosexual marriage and couples other than male or female why would polyamory? What are the advantages of polyamory in that light? This is where I mentioned godparents. The more adults, particularly hopefully wise adults, probably rules out about 98% of right-wingers at least, um, that you've got in a young person's life, the more guidance they get, the more wisdom they've got, the more information they've got access to. But it could also be practical. If you've got a polyamorous um, tribe or constellation, as it's called, um, you know, looking after a young person, let's say, you know, there's various work hours for the three um, adults who's going to, someone can pick up junior from school. Um, someone can be there to help with the homework. Um, no cheating, though, um, um, or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, lots of advantages to polyamory. Um, also, um, a polyamorous um Trouble, and I am going on the privileged assumption that everyone is working and earning a reasonable income, um, acknowledging those forms of privilege, they're going to be, you know, perhaps better for, um, you know, renting um, housing out to, you know, got three lots of income. Um, not that any any form of relationship should be taken over by uh, money, hashtag um, pink dollars, blah, um, all that sort of thing. So um, good on um, Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, I better say it right, Massachusetts, for doing this. Um, I did watch too much Warner Brothers as a kid. Um, I think we'll start a competition. Um, You know, queer, well, we all know Bugs Bunny was one of the best drag characters of all time. Um, It was interesting on the documentary Disclosure that I mentioned last week um, that one of the characters said they loved Bugs Bunny in drag. What a a strong, powerful woman Um, she often was. (laughs) That's a fair call. Um, So, yes, um, interesting times that we have to... Um, well, um, Bugs Bunny's um, probably a better leader than some of the other politicians in the world, including number 45 at the moment. Um, what was uh, what was that other famous cartoon? Um, yes, although he did go he did go heel in wrestling in terms once where, um, what was it, uh, they were going to, um, you know, sort of put a bounty on rabbits or something. Oh, no, sorry, it was only a dollar bounty on rabbits, but $100 for foxes or something. And then he got a million-dollar bounty put on its head and took this thing too far. Let's not go there. Anyway, as a friend of mine, he likes to say. So, yeah, um, lots of things to for polyamory. 
And I've got to say, as much as on another note, as much as the current Victorian government's LGBTIQA plus strategy is um, out and about, and make sure you respond to that, see if I can catch up with someone about that soon. Um, it, two groups it missed. One was polyamory, and you know, you know, if we've got ten percent of people, regardless of the orientation of the, um, you know, sort of of the, um, you know, the, um, oh, sorry, the gender of the couple, the people involved. Um, see, I slipped too, um, or that sort of thing, are living in that, then there's 10% of people whose relationships aren't valid and their lives aren't valid. I have some close friends who I will use the term a tribe for. They have bought a house together. They have a legally documented contract, but would their relationships come into it? Possibly not. Probably not. I'm not a lawyer. On the other hand, though, I have um, a person I know who has two partners. It's a um, triangle as it's called, so the other two partners are not um, sexually connected, but they know each other and it's all good. But um, he's not married to either of those people, to my knowledge, and a lawyer said, well, you've got two equal de facto relationships, in, to use the old language. Um, you know, um, you spend equal time with them, spend equal amounts of money on them. How do you pick? So we can't ignore reality, um, which, you know, conservatives are so good at. Conservatives, and by the way, cannot be leadership by definition. Leadership's about growing things and improving things. If conservatism's staying the same, then conservatism isn't leadership. There's my thoughts for the day. So if you've got thoughts on polyamory, let me know. Um, do you think that what Somerville's good has done is good? Um, do you think that um, we need, um, you know, to start looking at that in parts of Australia or anywhere in the world? Um, should the LGBTIQA plus, um, you know, sort of um, um, communities be considering it more? It was interesting how so many people during the assimilationist marriage campaign, I'm going to have a shot at that towards the end of the show, um, you know, I said, well, I'm not polyamorous, I'm definitely monogamous. So there is an internalised polyamory phobia out there too. How do we overcome that? So, um, you know, sort of, um, um, yeah, lots of things to consider. Anyway, what have we got lined up next? Um, we have coming up on the show um, some music and we'll just um, br bring it up. Um, that will be totally appropriate. Anyone would think this show was planned, and you could sometimes be right. Um, live radio, people of all genders. Um, so, yes, sometimes you could be right um, that the show is planned. It's just not planned down to the last degree where I um, lose track of a link. It is definitely live radio. But here is a track that um, is relevant to the segment just completed. It's a track... That is by the Bee Gees. You will probably know um, who, um, guess which track when it starts. Um, but let's have a listen to it and um, we will um, hear it now. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR, Once digital, 3CR, 3CR, and with Sally.
To help stop the spread of viruses like flu and coronavirus, good hygiene is essential. That starts with washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds whenever you cough, sneeze or blow your nose. Prepare food or eat. Care for someone sick, touch your face or use the toilet. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Visit health.gov.au to learn more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. Hi, I'm Rod Quantock and you're listening to... Fill in the dots, you know who you're listening to. Why do I have to tell you who you're listening to? You know who you're listening to. You're listening to, yes, fill in the... 3CR Community Radio, you got it right, you've won a giraffe. Uh, We're at 855am, we're on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR has been making trouble since 1976 and occasionally I've been part of the trouble that's been made. It's a vital part of our uh, media landscape and I'd encourage you to get a hacksaw, an oxyacetylene torch and go up to the Dandenongs and, and bring down all those broadcast towers that aren't 3CR's towers and let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by... By Neil Mitchell. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with um, 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 Sally, first broadcasting, noon till one, Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Now, I've stayed away from a lot of what I'll call directly COVID-related news on the show just before I... Um, but this will, I think, link into um, some of the tracks, um, some of the um, issues of today. Thank you, Kayleen, for liking the song. Yes, a classic, the Bee Gees. As much as their disco classics, um, like um, Staying Alive and Tragedy, are well known. I think some of their early work needs attention. Um, also, um, on the message front, um, Melina's popped in the cover of um, Rolling Stone Australia, the trans fight, Australia's um, well, this is the word, so I'd better say, quote, unquote, Australia's dark history of denial of identity and dark history and denial of identity. Hmm, have to get my little peepers on that one, Malena. Um, uh, mitts on that one, Melina. Um, yeah, it looks good. Um, plenty of media to be had. Um, so, yeah, lots um, happening. But just as I was driving here, the announcement has been made that as of 11.59pm Wednesday, so when you wake up Thursday, it will be, we'll say, 99.5% compulsory in um, uh, Metro Melbourne and uh, Mitchell Shire to wear a mask outdoors. The exceptions, um, if you go into a bank, that's fair enough. Um, now, obviously, banks don't want people with any sort of mask coming in. That's um, obviously a security issue. Um, you've also got people who are running, um, but and also um, people who work in call centres. Should add that um, when I'm on the occasions moment where I am live in the studio, we have individual um, socks covering the mask and individual ear pads that we can either keep reusing for ourselves or take home. Um, that we can either buy our own set if we can afford it, or and take them home, which is pretty safe. There's lots of sanitising before and after the show in case there's been any um, droplets lying around um, and all that sort of thing. And I have to say that. Um, the show that the when this was announced, the talkback callers coming in, going on about communism and how they won't do it. I mean, seriously, communism? Well, no system, no government has of any um, ideological persuasion has power if there doesn't have any citizens because we die too much or we're all ill. So, um, you know, and it's interesting. I've also just separate to the show been uh, messaged about. Um, pedestrians' coverage of Daniel Andrews tearing strips off the viral Karen from Brighton who sucked about restrictions. You can't walk around the tan track. Gee, you've got a wonderful beach to walk by, darling. Um, so um, and she's been, and this person's been appointed the Karen of lockdowns um, so, and who um, 
you know, she says she'd done all of Brighton. Well, you can also go look at the mansions again. As someone who survived Brighton, I'm allowed to say that, I think. Anyway, um, so, yeah, the reason I mention these, this new restriction that will come in midweek, and I won't spend any more time on it, is because I also checked out the most recent um, episode of Transdemic. Um, we had the wonderful Sam Elkin on the show a few weeks back, and they talked about this wonderful podcast series at transdemic.com, stories of trans people in the pandemic, and they have, appropriately enough, transcripts, um, which I'll come to um, towards the end of the show as well in the news and announcements. Um, so, um, you know, there is huge worries here um, for various groups. Now, I'll better, I will be I'll say two things here. First of all, content warning for issues around police. And second, acknowledge that as a white non-Aboriginal person, I have, we'll say, greater degree of privilege um, when it comes to dealing with police, although it's not 100%. I can te- I'll just say I can tell you that. Um, so, um, you know, sort of the show opens, Pandemic, um, where it says, Roz was walking one of my dogs around one of the days and the police were driving around the neighbourhood, like slowly checking everyone out. Um, someone else says they haven't had any interactions with, um, you know, sort of policing, thankfully. Well, this is an issue, um, you know, and the reason I wanted to bring this up this week, we've now had at least seven police suspended from duty over the sending out of the pictures of Dean Laidley in what society might call feminine slash female attire. And that's a disgrace that it is that much. And particularly, again, that this is a, um, you know, a... Um, station in St Kilda, um, where's the Pride Centre standing up for us? Haven't really heard about that yet, have we? Um, and, you know, um, um, so, yeah, there are huge issues of fear that are out there. I had a run-in many years ago with police um, where I was doing something very stupid, I do have to admit. I was trying to work as an accountant. No, and hello to all the accountants listening in. Um, seriously, I had a stressful day, um, went out um, to try and grab some lunch, sit in my car for a bit, you know, just sort of wind down, sit by a park, look at trees. All of a sudden, two plain clothes types come up to me and go, what are you doing here? This is a park inhabited by pedophiles. Clearly looking at me as if you're trans, you're a pedophile. When I went to the oxymoronically named police ethical standards, um, I was told, oh, that's officer so-and-so, he's a good family man. Yeah, right. That really makes me feel so much better. Okay, so um, you know, and we all we've all seen what good family men do in so many other situations. So um, you know, there's been so many other issues though beyond mine. Now I have those degrees of privilege, and it was still an upsetting, re-traumatizing situation as someone who's been re-traumatized by toxic masculinity. And when police do toxic masculinity in that way and misuse their power. It's difficult, but obviously, if it's tough enough for me, what's going to be like for people of colour, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, refugees, and so on, particularly where many of those people, say refugees, have had um, you know horrendous relationships with um, you know those in uniforms, I will say, um, and not in a good way, um, you know, sort of coming coming up. And also, that reminds me to come back to polyamory um, for something towards the end of this segment. Um, you know, sort of. Um, you know, we look at how police were enforcing the towers, but as um, Sam says on this podcast, quote unquote, um, quote, I mean, there's been new suburban lockdowns and criticism that the northern and western suburbs are being unfairly locked down when they weren't the ones originally who brought the virus in and the wealthier areas of Burundara and Stonington that weren't locked down initially. But this is a whole new level of scariness. I can't imagine happening one big of the posh housing complexes on St Kilda Road, but I can't imagine 500 police being stationed there. So it really does smack of racism and classism. It's hard to know what else to think about it. End quote. That is a quote of a website. And these are issues that have to get discussed. And when cisgender people start saying the situation at St Kilda wasn't transphobic, um, well, how do you know that? Are you preempting that um, you know, sort of that um, inqu- any inquiries into that? Oh, well, that's right. It'll be by pull. Um, and you know, I'm sorry. Whilst um, the um, I um, the um, you know sort of ICAC, um, the Independent Commission Against Corruption, isn't part of police. Um, I doubt it will understand um, prejudice, given what we saw with um, hares and hyenas. 
So, you know, sort of whole heap of um, issues with estates and um, we're well aware of the issues in Flemington and Kensington of profiling um, um, people of colour originally from Africa, many, many things. This podcast also talks about the COVID safe app. Well, yeah, well, what was that again? Um, I will not download that app. I want, I will, um, with the new um, restrictions coming, I will wear a mask in public. I'm okay about that. Um, I can live with that. Um, you know, that's the least of my worries. It's not communism or anything. It's for my own safety. But on balance, the COVID safe app wasn't going to make me safer. And the, the transdemic program rightly discusses how um, things such as the, um, you know, uh, my healthcare records and how appalling that would have been that some anyone could have known my, you know, a trans person's um, you know, previous name or gender identity and misgendered. Um, similarly, you know, we had the disaster that was the 2016 census where all our data was collect, um, collected, uh, retained, sorry, um, in, de- in identifiable form. Um, and also that um, you had to ring up and get another password if you wanted to put something other than male or female, which is a pretty um, disgraceful way to, um, you know, sort of, um, um, you know, sort of uh, erase people whose sense of identity is other than male or female. So there is huge um, mistrust issues, I would call it, with um, authority um, and the... Um, you know, so there's been many, um, Sam goes on to say that there were many of these anxieties reflected in the conversations that Sam had with 25 trans and gender diverse people across Australia. Well, didn't talk to me and you could have been 26, I can tell you. And I've worked on, tried to work in partnership with the police. I think I was, well, if I can use the word lucky, my work was done in the in um, the period of the 2000s where if there was a slight high point in terms of LGBTI and I'd probably say white LGBTI people um, and police that was it to break glows um, Melinda Edwards and Scott Morrison who could hold balance between all of the rainbow communities and then all of the rainbow communities and police all that sort of thing but I think things have stalled by and large in the last decade with the um, for example one reason being the misuse of powers to combat terrorism. My personal opinion is when all the stuff was happening with Sivan Overland around 2010, the more dinosaur type of police saw a chance to regain ground. Sam goes on to talk, um, by the way, with um, Dylan, who was on the show in early June for International Sex Workers Day, um, and talks about you know the confusion around sex work and how that confusion probably gives police a greater chance of... Um, you know, sort of misusing powers and, of course, try to protest against police, see how far that gets, um, both on the spot or later. Um, you know, so um, Wit talks about being a police with the, with the Police Accountability Project and says, quote, the, the government's had a kind of punitive and carceral approach, particularly in Victoria and New South Wales. Quote, what, continuing the quote, what we've witnessed is over-policing and the sort of abuse of those powers by police. Um, particularly in the West and in Frankston and Dandenong. And um, when you look around at who's getting fines, who's receiving fines, it's certainly specific to people of colour, Aboriginal communities, those that are targeted and communities that are already marginalised. Yeah, um, you know, so on it goes. And as I say, this could be um, traumatic um, and, um, you know, sort of... um, you know, for people. So again, please contact um, QLife, including Switchboard or other services and supports as needed. But, you know, I think that when we look at this, we do have an out-of-control police culture, particularly um, overall with some elements in particular of the police union who, in my opinion, are probably going against their high command and the law. Gee, anti-law and order insurgent elements of police. How else would you describe them? I'm just using my individual freedom to call it as I see it. I have an award, by the way, for what I've done with police in terms of community encounters. I've taken it um, off my wall and it's um, tucked away. I hope one day I'll be able to come and you know, look at it again because I'm proud of what I tried to achieve but right now, I do wonder at times with so many incidents, including some that I know of that I can't talk about this station that were specific targeting in supposedly safe spaces, um, you know, what's been going on. So we need to get some balance into this. And yes, police have a difficult job at times. No one's denying that. But hey, marginalised people have 
difficult lives. And when police are not uh, are misusing their power to have a go at any marginalised group or anyone, you know, even if they're just by themselves and police see a soft target, then we've got problems. So let's have your thoughts on those issues. Um, what else? Um, wanted to say just in relation to polyamory, of course, everything at the moment, there seems to be debates on everything where what are the issues generally, what are the issues in COVID time? I would say very, very clearly that, um, you know, we need to make sure that we do um, obey any um, restrictions in relation to COVID wherever you are in the world, that's a priority. And, you know, sort of that does mean um, look at how you, um, you have intimate relations and so, you know, if you, it's obviously problematic. There's a lot of solo, when I say problematic, challenging is a better word. Lots of people who are struggling at the moment in, who are solo poly people, you know, they're not in, they don't have any particular major relationship. They've lost tra- um, contact to some degree with some of their partners. So um, something that um, needs to be considered at this time. All right, let's have some more music. Um, Lots to talk about there, but needed to be talked about. What have we got coming up? Um, Let's um, have a track from the, um, just to show that we're balanced, um, you know, we'll have a track um, on this station, 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Let's have a track, let's give the police a voice. want to play yeah, well we'll try that um try that one in another way um always um technical hitches that's live radio people of all genders um let's give it another shot and see if we can um do this in some other way it's one of those days and so yeah um issues that need to be considered um and let's have a listen, um, as I say, to the next track.
3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting, noon till one, every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. We just heard from the police. The bed's too big without you. And um, that was just to say that, as I said, we will give um, the police some coverage on this station. Um, joke. Anyway, um, I've got a slight technical hitch at the moment that is causing some issues at this time. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, and also wanted to play that track because um, we have um, the next episode of Transdemic will be relationships during a pandemic. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Look forward to that one. Um, anyway, um, um, what else were we going to talk about today? Yes, as I cough over a microphone sock, thank you. Um, Trans Health <clears throat> was reminded of this yesterday. I had the um, privilege and honour to just present to a surgical conference where there were people from three different countries um, put on, thanks to the Asaviva conference, as it was. Um, and we've had a message in from Kayleen, which um, um, I'll read verbatim actually before I go on to trans health. And no, I'm healthy. That was just a frog. Um, so, quote, personal trans story of mine, which you can relay. Thank you. Consent is always a good thing. That wasn't a part of the quote. Resume, quote, the reason I stopped wearing dresses and skirts in public is because of some police harassment during a traffic stop in the 90s. The lack of admission by anyone of the possible impact or perception of transphobia around the event in St Kilda is disturbing. I agree that there are many block letters problems with authorities for minority groups, including when considering the old attitudes towards domestic violence, the, in inverted commas, minority group known as women. Um, I suspect one of the many causes of this is that far too many conservative police focus on the order part of law and order far too much. And yes, I think there are disconnects between force command and police at lower levels. Yep, lots in there, Kayleen. Bang on um, the button. Um, you know, and that, you know, of course, that when you have any toxic masculinity-dominated um, setting, it's going to cause problems for starters. And so, yes, the attitudes on domestic violence, victim-blaming, uh, when so many women are on the receiving end of domestic violence and worse, is appalling. Um you know, we've, and of course, we've seen the news around the legal profession um, this week. I'm waiting for some more information on that, which I'll share um, about the Victorian inquiry that will now is now it was announced um, last Monday. Um, that's of great interest, let's say. Um, <clears throat> and it will not it will cover more than court settings. So this, I think, is very good that um, lawyers, um, you know, sort of this um, part of it will come under scrutiny and hopefully some increased responsibility. Um, so, yeah, lots in there. Yes, certainly this um, police issue or uh, attitudes on domestic violence. And, I mean, it seems so long ago now, and obviously content warning here, the horrendous situation of um, the situation in Queensland earlier this year where, um, well, we'll just say the, I'll just say the horrific deaths of four people and, you know, comments about, you know, a man was pushed to do it. No. No one is pushed to do horrific things. They can they choose. Everyone has a choice. And, um, you know, when people don't take responsibility for their choices, e.g. choosing not to wear a mask um, from as of Thursday because it's communism, oh, dear, what would be worse? Uh, you know, um, who knows? Then we've got problems. So, yeah, I agree with lots of that. And I think that, yeah, the bigger a hierarchy, maybe things do get out of control. So how does that communication increase? Don't have the answers there. Um, so yeah, there is a lot of wariness to put it mildly about police from various groups in society. Um, um, one of the great trans contributors, um, Kaz Gurney has said how she was stopped on a lonely road in the country. And when the police officer's attitude had come changed completely after he went back to his car to do the license check, because probably he'd found Kaz's previous name, male and that's where things change. So I think there is a huge, you know, there are deep cultural issues with the police. But the question also has to be asked, why are the good police not really trying to uproot this? You know, there's no excuses for that either. 
and it does damage trans health, which links back to the segment I was going to talk about. Um, very quickly, as I said, had a chance to talk to, um, to a surgical conference yesterday, and I have to say there was some great allyship, um, um, you know, sort of um, 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 going on there. Um, some great people saying about how, you know, sort of um, cis health, cisgender health professionals need to stand up for trans people so trans people aren't doing all the heavy lifting and being re-traumatised. And I totally agree with that. That's a really good way to look at it. Um, also, just very quickly, things that... Um, I'll just give a quick overview of trans health issues. So the, I always split them into two, generalist and specialist um, misgender, you know, and like anything where trans people face challenges, misgendering, use of past names. So having forms, for example, that have um, you know, sort of um, name in use, name on legal documents. Some trans people haven't got around to changing original documents. And if and this happened to me not in a health setting, but in a government office once, where I was waiting for an appointment, and there I am presenting as female, and someone calls out. I won't use my previous male name, but Mr. Fred Goldner, your appointment now. Gee, thanks. You've just outed me. Who, who, do, who else do we know who's there? Up until a few years ago, a state government agency hadn't got a policy in place for trans people, and a trans person would come in to change their documentation, and someone would yell out across the room, Hey, Fred, there's a trans person here. How am I supposed to deal with this? Gee, great. Thankfully, that agency has um, changed after a lot of effort, but it took a long time. So, yeah. That sort of basics, um, you know, having fields for pronouns, um, if someone does affirm their gender identity um, at any time, have a note on the file, this person is now Sally and uses she as of 19 July 2020 or whatever it is, is a good idea. Lots of little tips you can do. Um, but also generalist health issues, um, you know, where we forget, and this was one that came up yesterday, for example, where... Um, you know, trans is maybe, um, there's a one lecture given on diversity, but it's tucked in a corner or in a silo and not considered as part of holistic health. So then when the, say, in the medical course, the prostate lecture comes up, it's all about men, 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 men. So um, those sorts of things. And then we get to the specific issues, and that is the huge out-of-pocket cost for surgery for someone assigned male in Australia, $16,000 in Australia for lower surgery alone. For someone assigned female, double mastectomy around eleven or $12,000, possible hysterectomy if you want to do that, if you can afford it, if you can find someone who says, oh, but your body's functioning in a healthy way, we won't give it to you. And then, of course, adding a phallus, well, 70,070 not covered by Medicare nor private. So, yeah, huge issues of trans health, but, you know, just being an ally to trans people, getting more trans people as GPs, I think, and health professionals is important so you don't have to re-educate and be a waste your first session with a health professional on educating them. And then at the end they say, thank you for educating me. I will charge you $240 pay on your way out. Not good. So these are some of the things you can do just to get the basics in and get some level playing field of equity. Um, many GPs are scared to administer hormones. They're just another pharmaceutical. Go and read about them. You know, it's not that hard. There's guidelines or contact the Monash or Royal Children's um, clinics and they can assist as well if you're in Victoria, for example. Lots you can do, um, particularly in regional rural areas. Um, there has been progress in that some around the state, but eventually any trans person needs to be able to go to any health professional and just um, get whatever treatment, whether generalist or specialist, they need. Um, a small example that I experienced some years ago where I was still living largely as male but occasionally going out as female and I got challenged when I identified as a cross-dresser, but surely there's better ways to get in touch with your femininity and that wasn't what I was there for. So I've had a similar wastage of sessions because you now become a debating um, panel for a health professional. No. Melina's written in on a lighter note saying currently a local in Brighton, where I grew up, um, Brighton, um, and I'm sick of the Brighton middle classes as well, Sally. Yes, um, um, talk about toffee that's not so sweet, um, we could say in Brighton. It does exist. Um, of course, um, Church Street um, it has been um, not, not been linked to the, the coronavirus. It has been linked to the... Um, um, start of the hole in the ozone layer because of all the blue rinse hairdos. Anyway, that's another debate for another time. Um, better have a um, couple more messages and then come back and just do some quick news and then 
I've got a choice of three tracks to take us out today. What are we going to do? Well, I'll have a think while we're playing some messages. Um, you're on 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Words out. Freedom of species has hit the airwaves. Tune in for debates and updates on both local and international animal protection news and events and learn about how you can live a cruelty-free, sustainable lifestyle. News, views and non-leather shoes. That's Freedom of Species, 1pm Sundays on 3CR. Authorised by the last few remaining kangaroos, Canberra. VCR are selling kefir Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black or you can choose from a modern design. Go to 3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally. Yes, if you're listening live, stay tuned for Freedom of Species at one o'clock each Sunday afternoon, talking all things animale, um, and also um, yes, um, you don't have to. By the way, I should make it clear it won't be necessary to wear a, we'll say, approved mask or surgical mask or something like that. Um, a scarf or bandana or something will be considered permissible to cover mouth and mouth and nose where you have to wear them as of midweek in Melbourne. So you know, um, check your other media for de- um, details on that throughout the week. Um, also, I found out yesterday there's some wonderful, um, I'll say, authentically and ethically sourced uh, masks for um, made by um, Aboriginal people um, here in Australia. And the website for that is alpersteindesigns.com.au, cotton face masks. And it says on the website, quote, face masks feature artwork reproduced under licence from the Walukalungu artists established in 1985. Walukalungu Artists Aboriginal Corporation is a not-for-profit organisation that is 100% Aboriginal owned by its artists from the remote desert communities of the Yuandumu and Yuripi in Central Australia. That sounds like a good thing to do, um, where you get a win-win, you um, keep us safe and healthy and um, also wear a mask. The other thing that I did yesterday, and yes, I'm taking tomorrow off to run down my time in lieu, but um, went to a meet, an online Zoom special general meeting to, for a change of name for a long-running Victorian rainbow organisation. What was up until midday yesterday, the Victorian Gay and, Lesb- Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby has changed its name to the Victorian Pride Lobby. Now, two things there. First of all, they consulted very widely with organisations like declaring my interest in both of these two, Transgender Victoria and Bisexual Alliance, um, also Intersex Human Rights Organisation, Australia Rainbow Families, among others. And they're not going to try to take over space like some other organisations I could think of. Um, They are just wanting to have a name that is more reflective of the community. And they've also changed their rules and regs so that at least five of their 10 committee will identify as female or non-binary, which I think is pretty reasonable as well. Sometimes people ask about this, and I think that, let's say you do have a board or committee of 10 people, my personal opinion is so long as you've got at least four male, at least four female, does it matter if it's 451, 550, 541, etc., um, with one being for someone identifying as other than male or female, that's pretty reasonable. I think that you can, um, I think that will give a range of diverse opinions, although, of course, that only covers gender and not other factors. Um, and so, yeah, well done to the um you know so to the um what the new well the newly named Victorian Pride Lobby for how they did this um you know it's not that hard to consult 
um, and yet still so many organisations don't do it, think they know what they're doing, get it wrong, and then wonder why people crack the wobblies at them, which is something I'm going to do now because it was announced during the week that, um, you know, sort of um, um, that... um, um, the organisation Australian Marriage Equality has now wound up and their lack of consultation throughout the entire, largely throughout the entire marriage campaign, particularly the postal survey where they would only say gay and lesbian because they didn't want to scare people by saying LGBTI was really appalling and, you know, this not, you know, and it would be nice if we got an apology for that but um, obviously not when you consider some of the careerists and corporate power players involved who were, have been involved in Australian marriage equality over time um, or supported them, um, really not that good. Um, and it's not about even getting an apology. It's are we going to learn from those mistakes? This is where the, VGL, the now Victorian Pride Lobby, formerly Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby, did it well. Other organisations have, but some haven't. I might have a think about that and chat about that carefully in the next few weeks. Um, Melina's emailed in. um, Hilarious Sally. Yes, the blue rinse head is. It's more active wear now. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I haven't lived in Bratton for, um, where is it, 30 years. Um, Scars. Scars heal. Take a long time to heal, Melina. Brighton was also in the news where Minimax on Church Street was outed on ABC Radio as well. Long queue outside of the store with no social distancing. The entitled classes need to be mocked and challenged sometime. Yeah, well, that'll be, I said, it's me with tongue in cheek. That will be called cancel culture. Oh, dear. Um, anyway, um, so the um, I find that deeply disgusting. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that too, Melina. Look, I'd better get out of here and make way for um, freedom of species. Um, so thanks, everyone, for tuning into the show. Thanks, Melina and Kayleen, for your comments. Um, didn't hear from Woving Reporter today. Hope you um, do listen into the podcast, Roving. Um, thank you for everyone for tuning in. And your thoughts, remember, you can get in touch on via all the usual means of communication um, throughout the week. Um, so please um, do that. Um, or actually, I, don't, I must admit, I don't. I hardly have any reason to put the um, mobile broadband on, given that I'm using the home internet at the moment. Um, my mobile um, data allowance on my mobile phone is um, piling up as we speak. Uh, worst problems to have, I suppose. Um, won't probably go out today with a track. Um, so much, not enough time for music today. I um, thought there's more to talk about. So, yeah, um, if you do want me to discuss an issue also, um, or as always, if you do want to um, tell your personal story on the show, um, you can either, we can, there's ways we can do that either pre-record or obviously live on the phone, not having goo in the studio at this time for social distancing reasons. So uh, make sure that you, um, you know, sort of um, make sure that you, um, yeah, um, get in touch with me via all those means of communication or about anything on the show, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and look for the posts on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner, and 